understanding going in that you can produce an amazing looking, sounding, design well, everything product. But it means nothing if you cannot be able to attract the dollars. If you believe we can change the narrative, if you believe we can change our communities, if you believe we can change the outcomes, then we can change the world. I'm Rob Richardson. Welcome to Disruption Now. Welcome to Disruption Now. I'm your host and moderator, Rob Richardson, with me. Uh, excited to have my man, Roland Martin, uh, from Roland Martin Unfiltered. He's interviewed presidents. He's now got the only daily digital show that features all things black, from sports to politics. I have the pleasure honor of being on a regular contributor on the show. Roland, how you doing, brother? Man, all good. All good. Yeah, man. Hey, so I love everything about Roland. He only made one mistake in life. You know, he went Alpha Phi Alpha, but I still love him. Oh, now, you know there ain't no, <laughs> no mistakes. You know you belong to a little youth group. You know that. We still love you, though. You know that. You know that. You know that. You know without Alpha, y'all just tap aside. Y'all need Alpha. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> No, so man, look, you've been in the game for a long time, and um, and and I, and I know you have a lot of wisdom to to depart. Uh, being in this game, being in media, having a lot of success, I'm sure having your challenges along the way. Uh, if you could take me back, I just get right into it. Take me back to when you like first started. If you can talk to the the young Roland Martin who just crossed Alpha by Alpha, just went through burning sands, and maybe a few years after, and you're on your way to. Uh, to start your career, what advice would you give to your younger self and what advice would you ignore? Uh, Well, I am a little bit different um, because for me and media, we go back, we go back before college. Oh, okay. Tell me more. Yeah. So, and I know this may sound strange, uh, but the, the advice that I would give uh, there is no additional advice I would give because I did exactly what I was supposed to. So I went to a I went to a um, communications high school. Okay. So Jack Hayes High School, Magnet School of Communications. So I literally decided to do what I am doing when I was 14 years old. Wow. Um, and we had it's a full scale program: uh, television, radio, newspaper. We had all that, all of that. And um, when I walked into that campus, when I walked into that campus, I said, I will be the best student that has ever come through this school of communications. Now, I didn't say I'm going to be the best while I'm here. I didn't say I'm going to be the best up until this point. I said, I'm going to be the best that has ever walked through this school, meaning for the future as well. Right. You said that at 14? At 14. Wow, okay. So what so what that meant was that meant that I had to I had to put myself in a state of mind where I'm going to do all that was required for greatness. That means I'm going to put the work in to learn the craft, the skill set, how to do it, how to do it fast, how to do it efficiently, to be repetitive, to learn all aspects. So I chose television 
we had to essentially choose a discipline, a major. So there were some students who chose radio, others who chose newspaper, others who chose television. I chose TV as primary, but I said, I'm going to learn all of them. So I eventually took all the programs. Not all students did that. Um, photography was not a part of the School of Communications. It was the craziest thing. It was a part of our regular school. So we had Jack Yates High School, Magnet School of Communications. I had so many communications uh, credits, they would not let me take photography class. And I was actually pissed. I think about that. I was angry that I was not able to take a photography class because for me, that was a that was a piece of the arsenal I did not have. Right. When I went to college, uh, you had to own your own camera. Well, I couldn't afford my own still camera. So I never took photography when I was in college. And I said, the moment I graduate, when I have enough money, I'm buying my own camera. By that point, digital cameras came came around. Kodak had one of the first digital cameras. It was a Kodak DC 210. I have no idea when the hell that camera is right now. Uh, but that was my first camera. And so I began to take photos. But the point is, when I was in high school, uh, we had professionals who were coming through. If you were in the business, you did not come through that school and then you did not connect with me. I made it my mission. And so everything about my pursuit of media, it was no different than I mean, my high school is one of the greatest athletic programs in, in, in the country, in the state, in the country. So my attitude towards communications was the exact same as the brothers who were all Americans on football field or who played basketball. And right. that was the mindset. And so when I became a senior, the teachers there uh, voted me the best student there in my four years. I was the equivalent of you had four and five star athletes uh, in, in, in coming out of school. I was essentially that in communications. When I, go, when I go to Texas A&M, same thing. Uh, I didn't work for the school newspaper. I purposely chose not to work for the school publications because I felt they weren't real. I actually worked at the local newspaper, worked oh, wow. at the local television station, worked at the local radio station. So, so my mindset was totally different. And I'm going to give you one, Robbie. You think I'm lying, but this actually happened. All right. We had, a, we had writing assignments in college and 50 minute class. And so they would give you a sheet of paper and they would say, take this set of facts and write a story. Okay, no problem. So I came to class 15 minutes late and I left 15 minutes early. Okay. Got the, got the, got the paper back. I made an 84. Professor said, I won't talk to you. She goes, had you applied yourself, you could have made an A. If you had come on time, you would stay the whole time. This is literally what I told her. I said, I ain't care about your A. <laughs> she said, what? I said, I didn't care about your A. I said, the A was not the mission. She goes, well, what was it? I said, when I graduate, I'm going to have to be able to take a set of facts that I've reported and write a story in 20 minutes. If I do not know how under pressure to write a story in 20 minutes, then I'm not going to be able to do it when I'm actually getting paid for it, which means I'm not going to be able to have a job. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to tell me how I made an 84, how I didn't make a 90 or a 95. And then the next assignment we have, I'm going to walk in here 15 minutes late. 
I'm going to leave 15 minutes early, but I'm going to know what's required to at least make a 90. See, she. <laughs> that's a good one. Dude, that's that. So she was hot. She was ticked with me. And we and we clashed constantly because I had other professors who pulled me aside who said, Roland, you're not like them. Right. You're different. I'm going to teach you differently. So I so the advice I would say to a younger Roland is to go harder than you do. <laughs> and the advice to ignore sounds like don't listen to people that tell you you have to fit into this predefined way oh, of what success is bro, supposed to look bro, like. Bro, seriously, I had an English professor. It was a Tuesday, Thursday class that was an hour and 15 minutes. It was like 8 to 9.15. Had test. He says, I need to talk to you. I said, okay, fine. He goes to this whole deal. You know, you come to my class late. You do this. You make this on the paper. I said, man, look, I don't give a shit about your class. <laughs> I'll see you in a pattern. <laughs> you made a disruptor early on. I said, I don't give a damn about your class. I said, I don't give a shit about an A, a B, or a C. I said, let me explain something to you. You want me to read 100 pages of your assignment that actually has no value for me right now. I, right. Said, Dude, I said, I'm here to get a sheet of paper. I said, a sheet of paper. No one is going to ask me about my grades. No one's going to ask me about my transcript. It's a sheet of paper. This is a this is a conduit to a job. That's even more true. Now. It's, it's, le- it's not even a conduit anymore to a job. It used to be. And I, I think college is good for some uh, particular what college you go to for networking and some other things. But you have to learn how to learn. Yeah, there's value. Let me, let me be real clear. Real clear. This is this is not for every discipline. Yeah. I am in a skill set business. And so I told him, I said, dude, I'm working for the local newspaper. And if I got a choice between investing four, five, six hours in my craft of media versus reading your 100 pages, I will never read your 100 pages. I said, so here's the deal. I need you to understand me. I am not wasting my time doing your assignments. Right. I'm going to walk out of your class with a D because the time the time I am going to spend killing myself to make an A or a B, I can apply it to the field I'm trying to go into because I want to make an A there. Right. I said, so I, I am, I said, it's 24 hours. Dude, when I say my man was hot, I said, don't matter. So <laughs> he, he didn't, because I had job offers when I was in college. So what he didn't understand, what he didn't understand was that, I was already fully aware of what my field required. And so I was high school was my undergraduate. Right. College was actually my graduate school. So I walked onto the campus of Texas A&M way ahead of seniors. I was in classes killing seniors in, in journalism. And so I, in essence, constructed a curriculum and a learning model that that was for me for what I'm eventually doing. So that's why in, a, in the first year and a half in the business, I got promoted three times. 
That's how I went from a neighbor's reporter to volunteering to work on Super Tuesday coverage in, uh, in 1992 to being, uh, to being asked to be a part of our team that covered the Republican National Convention. There were people who had worked at the paper for a decade who had never gotten the opportunity to be a part of the team that covered a national political convention. Bruh, I was on it in seven <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm going to come back to a little bit of your journey in a minute, but I want to give a get a sense of what you feel about this current and this current media environment right now in terms of this is a lot different from when you started then. Right. What's your what's your yep. what, what's your current what's your perspective on the current environment the, and, and, the, and how you have to adapt to this environment? So. I saw the day then. So you saw you saw this trend coming of of, of digital I saw content today. Today, then, okay. Coach told me in high school, pick one discipline. I said, nope, I'm learning them all. I went to college, rolling. Focus on newspaper. Nope. Focus on television. Nope. Focus on radio. Nope. I'm doing all of them. When I got into newspaper, it was the first, you know, you're talking about 1992. Um, I was already there when it comes to computers. I remember covering Hurricane Andrew and I said, yo, I need one. Of these, I need the laptop. Folks like, and because what they would do, they would phone in. Stores. They would phone in stories. I'm like, no, not going to happen. And when I got to the Fort Worth Star Telegram, same thing. We covered the Branch Davidian when the compound, when it burned down. I was a part of the team that did that. And they had these things that were called the Nick, they were called Trash 80. The Radio Shack, I think, was a TR80. And basically, it was the you know first version of a laptop. Essentially, right. it was a computer that had a three line LED screen. It wasn't even a full line. It was like right. the character. And, I, and so I remember I had to write the story. And I said, I don't know. See, I'm, 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 uh, I'm not quite that. Season, but I'm but I'm but I'm old enough. Bro, this is how bad it is. <laughs> Send your stories. That's when you had to unscrew the phone. Oh wow! Connect the alligator clips to the wires in the phone to transmit your story to the newspaper. Yeah, I don't I don't even know it. Yeah, I don't bro, know what you mean. So bro, I'm, I'm, now, now, mind you, this is me. I'm, this is this is literally this is me at the computer. I don't I don't know what this is. I'm sorry. I don't I don't y'all. Y'all know what's happening in the world. Now, to understand, Rob, when I see it, when I was in college, we used to have all these, these trade publications in our journalism library. These were the magazine, editor and publisher, uh, broadcast, uh, electronic media, but also we had the publications that publishers and general managers read. Dude, right. they, just sat, they just sat there. I read them. So I was sitting here reading about retransmission. Sin Fin, all these different things that people are like, man, dude, what you doing? I said, you cannot be in the business and not be a student of your business. Yeah. I mean, what the most, doing? Yeah. No, I mean, like the most important asset you have, and no matter what you do, is the ability to learn and keep and learning. That's the piece. So, all these, so what was happening, I said, no, 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 I'm not about to learn one thing. I'm learning everything. I said, y'all. We, we're moving. I read a I read a a book on the Bingham family. They controlled the new they, the newspapers in Kentucky. They were they were the first newspaper to go digital. Dude, I'm reading about that. So when I get to the Fort Worth Star Telegram in 1993, 
they launched these, they had this thing called Star Text. Yeah. The newsroom was like, man, I don't know what the hell. That I was like, what y'all doing? So I'm talking to, I was like, tell me about this here. How y'all doing this here? Bruh, there were 14 floppy disks that you had to load into your computer to load the software. So I'm talking to them. So how does this work? Tell me about it. The rest of the whole newsroom, like I don't know what the hell they're doing. Bruh, I'm down there talking to them. Right. I'm sitting here talking. And so I'm sitting here paying attention. And I'm sitting there going, y'all, this thing about to change. Newsprint prices skyrocketed. News hold decreases. Right. People are mad because they used to write a 25 inch story. Now it's 15, 12 inches. Well, we would have the state of the paper addresses. They would skip it. They were like, man, why are you going? I said, because I want nobody to do damn business. So I'm learning about, okay, so newsprint prices increase. And so as a result, that's why our news hole went down. Oh, guess what? Star Tech had no limit. Yeah. So I was in this constant learning mode. And that's what was in it. While was happening, it was all about skill development, expand knowledge, what's next. So, right. so, I, so to that professor who wanted me to focus on his English lit class. What he didn't realize is I, for the last, you know, Jesus down for the last 29 years, well, 29 years, be 30 years in December. So I started December 30, 1991. For the last 30 years, I have continued the education. Yeah. I never stopped. That's the difference. Yeah, I say uh, two things I wanna say, then we're gonna break with another segment. can you think about a time you failed and just just whatever stands in your mind? Failed might not be the word. Setback, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And you learn from that and grew from that. And then I got one other question. We're gonna move into another segment. There's no such there's no such thing to me as failure. Okay. There How are, did you find it? There are there are things that don't go the way you expect it, but it's not failure. Right. Failure, if you fail to learn from the experience, that's the failure. So when I, I when I uh, was fired from Tom Jones, BlackAmericaWeb.com, uh, I um, acquired um, a Christian newspaper and uh, was not easy, was very difficult. Paper, the product looked great, all of those different things. But at the end of the day. Didn't have the advertising. Simple as that. Um, only lasted six months. But what I learned from that was tremendous. So that that's so that's sort of how I look at it. I, I don't. What was the greatest learning lesson from that that applies now? You think from that it, experience it, from it? It was it was understanding going in that you can produce an amazing looking sounding, design well, everything product. But it means nothing if you cannot be able to attract the dollars to pay for it. That's why there are a lot of people, Rob, who I'm a content creator. Right. Okay, looks great, sounds great. Who's going to watch it and who's going to pay for it? See, so a lot of people put, man, I. All these folks, oh man, and the the uh, the, D, the DSL camera. Oh my goodness, the Canon the Canon C three hundred. Man, it's awesome. 
Yeah, but the body of the Canon C300 is $9,000. You add the lenses to it, bruh, it's going to cost you essentially 20 grand for that package. I'm watching it right here. Yeah, I mean, so if I can't, so if I can't, if I can't pay for that, oh, it looks great. Yeah, I feel good. It looks great, and my peers in the business say, "Man, it looks fantastic." But who's paying for it? Now, we've been able to build my show where I bought three C three hundreds, but when I started, I had three Canon XA twenty fives, and then, and then I bought three Canon 4K cameras the following year when we had the additional resources to give us that flexibility and then went to the C300s. So now I've got nine cameras, which I can now deploy. I got more than that because I got the robotic cameras. But the point is you're in the constant state of learning. And what you do is you tell yourself, I can't afford the C300s today. But we can make this look quality, look good, be able to have it paid for. And then when I begin to build the revenue, I now can go to the next level, which means that, and this is the key phrase here. This is the hardest. Anybody who's watching and listening this is going to totally freak them out. You have to learn how to be content while being ambitious. Well, let me, content. While being ambitious. Explain that. Content while still having vision. Content means that if I never was, if I never, ever, ever was able to increase my revenue to afford the 4K cameras, I was content with having the XA25s. I wasn't sitting here going, man, man if, I, if, I, if I could just get that, if I had that. No, 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 no. Right. Good. So when we started my show, we couldn't afford a set. We bought glass tabletop and swivel chairs. That's all we can afford. I did not allow what I could not afford get in the way of producing a great show. So yeah. then when I was able in January of 2020 to afford to be able to buy an actual set. I still was like, damn, man, I, we got the set, but man, the lights, I had to wait. Right. Then we had the money to upgrade the lighting package. I was content with what I had. I was thankful for what I had. I maximized what I had, but I still was ambitious and had vision. But if I never, ever was able to go from here to here, I was still happy here because I was still producing high quality here. Right. That's the whole point. Being happy, I guess, not letting it drive you crazy or being stressed about it. But also it sounds like not being satisfied with where you're at either, but not being not letting it bother you that you're not where you want to be at this. Like moment. a car. Dude, I'm not a car person. I'm not. I don't give I'm not damn, either. I don't give a damn a car. But the only car that I have desire that I crave is a Dodge Viper black on black. Okay. That's All it. Right. Yeah, that makes Here's sense. Here's the deal. I, the folks at the UAW, uh, Brother General Holyfield, uh, God rest his soul, he knew how I felt about it. He invited me to the UAW plant where they make those. Yeah. Uh, when he died, the sister took his place, said, Roland, you st the invitation is still open. And here's the deal, man. Could I have bought the Dodge Viper by now? 
Yes. Probably going to cost me about $100,000, $120,000. I'm only going to buy that car when I've made, when I have cleared more than a million dollars for three consecutive years. There you go. There you so go. I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> so, I told somebody, so, you're going to know when I make it because you're going to see, because 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 it's, it's going to be a serious car because I'm not yeah, going to spend so it. So, so the Lincoln Navigator I have, I paid for it. I paid for it uh, in cash, bought it brand new for a lot, 2008. I've had it for 13 years, brother. It runs just fine. And again, I'm cool with it. I, I'm, bro, I ain't got no problem. I ain't tripping. Somebody keyed the left side. I was pissed, but I'm not about to sit here and get a whole new car. <laughs> I would drive that sucker, man. I will go a year and not wash it because I don't care about what you think. And this is the key: what you think. I ain't trying to impress you. It serves my needs. So, but the point is. I know how to live within my means and be happy. I'm not sitting here, man. If I had this, had that, but Rob, if you invited me, if you if you had a twenty thousand square foot house and a private jet, I would say, Rob, way to go. And if you said, Roland, come with me, fly with me on my private jet, I was like, cool, bro. After we, if I if we flew somewhere on your private jet, and I had to fly back, coach. I like you speaking this to the universe. Let's make this happen. Go ahead. <laughs> I had to fly back, coach. I'm good.